so we're talking about your experience um, digging for crystals so in Arkansas, right? So tell yeah. us all about that. So and and show pictures. Definitely put, put pictures. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely put pictures in here. Okay, so I um, uh, so I went to okay a couple of years ago. I went with Brian, my friend Brian, who's been on the podcast. We went to um, what was the name Coleman Mines, uh, and I and I liked the idea of I didn't really know where crystals came from. You know, it's just kind of like 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 the stork brought him in like brought the baby in or something i didn't i'm like i'm like how are they in caves are they like what do they look like when they're being dug up i didn't even know and so we went to like this this mine and they kind of like showed us what they look like when they're coming out of the ground and stuff which is super fascinating and super weird i mean they're they are fully formed sometimes isolated sometimes in clusters like in this like clay in this red clay and stuff and it's just so fascinating how that even happens and um anyway so we got to dig the there was a, a crystal mine and we got to dig the in the dirt after you know they've already got the good stuff the crystal yeah so you basically yeah. get to you know sift through the trash kind of thing and you know you well, we got a couple of like oh look at this one or whatever but you know like whatever and the whole day day's worth of digging we probably got like i don't know maybe like maybe 10 crystals if we were lucky and they weren't they were cool i liked some of them but they were kind of milky and they weren't the glass crystals which is like what arkansas is sort of known for is like that pure just absolute yeah, clear like glass diamond, crystal. right mm -hmm. and that yeah there, there are actually diamonds out there too so uh i but I, I, so I got a barely a taste of it and I was like, oh, I got to do more. And so I started like thinking like, how do I actually dig in the mine part and not just through the trash? And so there was this one called, um, Twin Creek Mining. Like I started looking on YouTube and like looking for crystal, best crystal mining in in Arkansas and stuff. And I found one that, that you just pay and like you, I paid $300 for a pocket so you go there and it's like a guaranteed pocket of where um or a vein of where all these crystals are growing you have to bring your own crowbars your own whatever and you just get going and like you could just stay the whole day and get as many as you want and so me and my uh brother and my sister-in-law went and we took all my nieces and nephews not a thing to do with kids by the way because it i mean if you just want to go pick up a couple on the ground sure but if you want to like get in there and start mining stuff it's it's it is manual labor it is very hard and it's heavy. They're all heavy. Anyway, so we got thousands of crystals and I, uh, I love them. Incredible. They're, and I wanted to be the only human to have touched them. Like for some reason that was very important to me. And I don't even know why they're so important to me, but like, I, 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 I have a call, like me and my brother are kind of like, let's go back next week. Let's go. And like, wait, like there's, I have this like calling to just go uh, I like touch it. Like, it's almost like they're getting birthed. Like they're, they're getting the gift of getting to come to be around other people or something. There's, they, they've been sitting dormant underneath the ground growing for who knows how long. And now they're like, these couple of crystals are the ones that are like so many get crushed in the process of looking for them or get overlooked or stepped on or like, you know, um, the ones that actually make it to you is, it, it's, it's very, very cool. And I feel like a lot of times in life, we have so many things like, 
all your jewelry. Like, I don't know, is this Yellowstone even real? What is this stone? And like, who, who got it? And like, like, uh, what's it? Yeah, what was the process? Yeah. What was the process, you know, and, and that's not just for minerals and metals and all. Yeah. Even just think about like metal is essentially ore, which is like, you know, like that, that has to be sifted through the right way and melted down in the right degrees and combined with the right amount of properties. So, I mean, everything in our, in our, in our, in our physicality, like your fabrics, everything goes through like this weird process that we so take for granted. And uh, yeah, anyway, so that's the, that's, that was the, that's the crystal mining thing. I, I'm, I, like, I also look, me and my brother have uh, looked for, we have a big pocket where we're finding a bunch of these brachiopods, like these ancient um, uh, clam-like fossils. There's, we go into the rivers and, like, look for, like, really cool pebbles, like, pebble rocks that are, uh, that, that have been, like, sanded naturally from the river water. Like, it's just, there's something magical about them. Um, and super unique about each little tiny pebble. And I know that that's like weird to some people, but I just, it's therapeutic and it's beautiful. And it's like, it's, it's kind of like, it's like the, it's just, just like the jewelry of earth. It's like what she's giving to you on her skin, on her skin surface. It's just great. So uh, yeah, so that was my experience with the, with the crystal digging, which I think Ooh. everybody should try. These are my clearer, better crystals. These are little ones. These are, these are like, um, I don't know what that cluster is, but tons, I mean, just thousands and thousands of, um, and then it's like more along the lines of, these could probably, you know, these and stuff could probably be turned into, like you could just like, how clear they are is, it's really even hard for the video to take up on some of those are, you know, they're just, they're so beautiful. I love them. And then this is like my more unique and good stuff, my bigger stuff. So I got, I got like, see, it's got like city peaks and stuff. Um, I have things like. Like I said, I don't think it's really showing you how clear this stuff is. It's just the clearest I've ever seen. It's really cool. Can't really tell in a video. I mean, of course, some of it needs to be cleaned off better. You know, lots and lots of you know, big, big old peaks. So yeah, and like a little, they'll just be like interesting kryptonite ones or, you know, like some of these would just make cool necklaces or, you know. Anyway, I did love it, loved doing it. Like these are a lot of these are I guess it was called Twin Peaks for a reason. There was a lot of double crystals. Super loved it, and this isn't this is just like my 
better clear stuff. I have a whole bucket of milky stuff outside that's like would be great for organite and stuff. Yeah, well, I went looking for gemstones in North Carolina years ago, I remember, and we were in, I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was um, like a, a huge dugout area, and then we just went in and sips around. Some people had equipment, and they were they were more into it. We were Did you totally find anything? We did. We found some, uh, like a lot of quartz, and... Um, some oh my gosh aquamarine which is really pretty we had three different aquamarines which i was surprised about and we were kind of like did they plant some of these things here so people would come back like i don't know but but the thing that i didn't like about it was that it was like an exploded out chunk of mother earth just for crystal like to dig up to crystal so there's always that part of me that's like should we be really digging up these crystals like at this rate but i don't know i have mixed feelings about it and i did it and i also really like doing it but there is that question about that. Do you like, did, Oh yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. Mining, mining in general, like really, um, it feels yeah. like we're little ants that are just kind of like digging, digging a bro. But like, I mean, like there's mines that take out entire mountains like the uh, Exactly. Like, and it's just, yeah, they're all over Mexico. I mean, yeah. I have in Central yeah. America. I mean, when I fly <laughs> all over, you know, I'm always out like looking, um, uh, I mean, I can put examples in here too. I'm always out like looking out the window at stuff and the amount of weird holes we have all over that are man-made. I mean, a lot of lakes, a lot of your man-made lakes are like retired mines and stuff. That's what they do with, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, true. Yeah. I mean, like, like our materialization is, um, is not sustainable for eternity. It's, it's not, you know, and we do yeah. have to like, that's another thing. I do feel like we understand at some level that you have to respect animals, even though we don't, you have to respect um, the plant life, even though we don't. But I don't think people really understand that um, the mineral world is alive. And yes. it is, it is, it is, um, uh, it's also needs to be respected. And honestly, that's why I kind of have a little bit of, yeah, I do have a little bit of about digging that, that much, like, but, surface level digging I'm okay with like like exploding with like dynamite and you know like completely taking out uh, uh entire mountain landscapes and things like that I have an issue with but I sort of sometimes feel like things that pop up to the surface like I would say 99% of my rocks are found by me and it's like when I've been out in the wilderness walking and um I find like whether it's like I don't know, agate or some weird kind of arrowhead or like whatever it is. I, ha I have so many different things, but um, I feel like that's, that's, that's earth giving you a gift. It's like, you know, oh, here's your little piece of jewelry or whatever, but yeah, you do have to be careful, especially there's a lot of unethical mining that goes on like Madagascar that has all these beautiful, really pretty rocks and gems and stuff that is, are coming out of there, but they are just raping the earth out there like it's like you know they'll yeah. it and uh i haven't actually been there but from like what i understand a lot of articles i've read about it it's just they're they're charging the, the markup is so high and they're giving the, the people who like work and dig all these of things course. like nothing you know it's basically slave labor it's like blood diamonds pretty yeah, much yeah it, it is it's basically like blood diamond stuff going on and then not only that, but they're just having zero respect for the landscape and to what end. 
Well, I mean, we could say that about Shell Oil Company and drilling and all sorts of things. But yes, exactly. Mining in general is just, yeah, yeah to get our, our natural resources. Is, is that really the answer, what we need to do? And if there is this free energy through crystals, like how big do the crystals need to be? I know this just shifted the conversation a bit, but we okay, were looking well, into the free energy. You, you know, all of your, so a crystal is an everything. Well, quartz. It's an amplifier. So it's an um, amplifier, right? Amplifier, Especially right. quartz. Especially quartz, which which is the most abundant mineral on the planet. It's in our it's sand. It's like sand, like on a microscopic level. It's like you know, it's what is it? Ci four. Uh, I, I can't remember what the code. It's like silicon oxide, or I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Like it's it's like a couple more letters than that. Um, but it's uh, uh, uh it's super abundant, and we have we have it in all of our electronics anyway. They just don't like exactly like come forth and tell you about it. You have to kind of dig deeper on how to, it's not like completely com common knowledge, but yeah, there's a hundred percent a downplay of um, free energy. And like, there's a whole like rabbit hole that you can go down on the amount of blood trail that like runs from people who've come up with ways to, um, you know, like this, like this guy you were talking about, this Mark Cummings guy, like. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, he was a researcher and found out that, well, I, I'm sure it sounds like he was not the first one to find out about, about this. It's, this is kind of not that big of knowledge, but if you put, if you hit, hit a crystal, it will, it will light up. It will form a spark, not a spark exactly, but it glows. So if you put two crystals together, even it can just form a glow between them. Um, so there's energy in that. But then when you when you tighten a coil around it, like a, like a copper coil, and then you put it on, you squeeze it again, you put it into pressure. And if you can heat it, it makes starts vibrating and make a sound comes out of it and it glows. So there's something about the harnessing of free energy. Oh, and the, and the output of energy is a lot more than whatever the input was right. into either the hitting of it or however the energy got in the, there in the first place. So it seems like a practical way to have free energy, but I don't really know what that means long-term or for people on a day-to-day -day or how that works with batteries. You know, I'm sure there are people that can tell us all that, but you know, why well, are we using more of that? No, but the, the other thing, I mean, like that guy who did Coral Castle in Florida, which was um, Edward uh, Lidskinski and Lidskinin or whatever, like L-E-E-D-S-K-A-L-N-I-N or whatever. Um, he, he somehow was levitating giant stones and like didn't really share his information oh, on how Jesus, that was happening. Yes. Okay. Like there, there, there are technologies that we haven't discovered yet. Just like Definitely. electricity was, it wasn't, it wasn't an invention, it was a discovery. Right. There are right. other discoveries of energy amongst, exactly. amongst us right now. Yes. And I think a lot of us are slowly, like if you look at the history of electricity and it's like they start out with like the Leyden jar and you know, like rubbing amber on like, you know, 
uh, they, they found that if you rub your amber on a certain, on like fur, it creates a static electricity. Like it could make your hair go up or like it would make your hair follow. And there, what is this thing? What is this charge that's happening? I mean, that's how it started. Like very basic with these kinds of things. And, I, and a lot of times this is remembering and it's rediscovering stuff. I feel. Exactly. Especially when you start looking at ancient, all that other stuff. But um, I like, I almost feel like that is um okay so recently i did this this meditation where i had this um uh visualization very clearly to me that was about um how these like pyramids maybe not all of them but some of them all around the world one of their like function one of the functionalities was of them was kind of like a bioluminescence except it was with minerals. So it was, uh, you know, bioluminescence is when like the plankton or um, certain kind of uh, uh, biological uh, material or biological life. life lights up a glow, you know, and this was uh, within the mineral world. It was like they were able to activate um, a kind of glow within quartz, like in our, in little tiny sand crystals and stuff. So it was a form of free energy and I don't know what else they could do with it in that little meditation but uh, it was it was it, it was like the word came to me a, a paleoelectric which we had recently uh started like looking into the last week and it's um yeah like like you were talking about like it's um yeah how to get energy out of out of yeah crystal. it's it's it's, well, it's material stress it's, it's material yes. stress yeah. caused onto some kind of material that uh, right. makes it uh, like have an emission Yes. Yeah, it's a conductor of electricity, but not just a conductor. It's like a, yeah, I guess it emanates, right? Well, um, I was watching this thing, this, well, initiation, one of the episodes on Gaia, and right around the same time, we're having this conversation about piezoelectricity. Um, and it was before that, though. And they didn't mention that word. That was That's a new word for me. Anyway, so the episode was about how like in the past the one of the technologies of the of the um pyramids around the world were that they were that they were able like they were communicators between one another and like so they there was this sound the atlantean like the fall of the atlantean civilization like the final fall there fell over like a long period of time but like one of the the, the big things was that that took out like the lemurians from before was this sound that was able to happen at pyramids. And so there was this, like a vibration that was somehow used. And then there were, it, it just pretty much pulverized everybody who was around there. And they were able to send that energy somehow, either from another pyramid or another site. It's what my understanding was. So there was, I mean, it's not quite like the, uh, crystal thing it just reminded me of that when you were well, talking about the, the, that the reasons of the the energies or well like the functionality of the pyramids the first pyramid i went to when i was in egypt was um the bent pyramid and there is little samples of nowhere no other pyramid in egypt has this but there's mica schist all over and the theory was that the entire pyramid used to be encased in mica, mica schist, which mica schist is like these, it's like, um, they use it in our, in our glittery eyeshadows. Eye, eye they use it in like makeup, you know, they use it in um, all kinds of products. But like we shimmer. 
the shimmer yeah but it, it comes in like bigger sheets which almost kind of form a a layer oh, yes like kind of like glass or whatever um uh, I have some actually yeah it's it's great stuff but there's like little pieces of it all over the bent pyramid and um there also is a lot of rocks that indicate some sort of almost like nuclear melting or like like an oh. explosion or something around there like they think that that the bent pyramid itself must have exploded somehow and like oh, that's where well there's all this, the casing was all thing. yeah exactly so that kind of goes along with that yeah and definitely um i definitely got kind of uh not all pyramids are created equal in terms of the uh, the energy you feel when you go inside of them. Like the bent pyramid loved it, but felt like it was broken. Like felt like mm -hmm. the um, energy was not what it was built to be. It felt there's something felt like discombobulating to be inside. It was yeah. So it was like an like, open circuit type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it and it did not feel good. Not whereas like the the great pyramid of Giza felt amazing to be inside. So I like, for whatever reason, I don't think that one's broken. Um, hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of, or, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they just have different energies that don't work well. Like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I don't know how you would measure yeah. that exactly, but. Well, it is true. One of the other things that video that you just sent me about with, with Mark Cummings, one of the things he said was like, we don't live in an empty, an empty space, you know, space is not empty. It's, it's an electrical, there's, it's full actually, full with electrical particles or something that we just don't know or we're not really aware of what it is. And that just goes to show that, yeah, like everything is around. I mean, we don't, we don't really know what's happening with either pyramids and how to use them and the technologies or just even extrapolate the, the energy that's in the air right now that we, or in the space around us. How do we take that, um, that electricity around us. I always think about, I always think about that. Like, um, I, I think about, um, you know, Benjamin Franklin is like flying his kite or whatever, and he gets struck by lightning. And then he's like, oh, okay. Like, and, I mean, he wasn't even the, like that, that's like a story that you basically like summarize it's for a little kids. Story. It's a total story, right? right? But, uh, but the idea that people in the 1750s, like collectively in France, Italy, America, uh, you, uh, the UK, like they are like all around Europe and in the US and stuff like uh, started getting these same ideas and sharing them collectively around the same time is, is really interesting. And like, uh, I'm right. not even 100% like sure. Electric. Right. It's like the collective consciousness, like we're like, like, like we're like deciding, okay, now is time for this. Let's like, wake this up. Like, wait, so let's wake this up. Um, but I, I do feel like, uh, a lot of this stuff feels just so primitive to me. It's like you, you put a bunch of material, you put a bunch of cable down and connect everything around the world. And like this giant cable grid, which is super, you know, costly and yeah, super not, costly. Yeah. And yeah. it's easily damaged and yeah. And then you have, and then now we're trying to move to the second phase of things. We're kind of going like, okay, like let's stop doing wires. Let's start connecting things via like Wi-Fi signal. Cause we can use that stuff in the air. But then that's also kind of dumb because it's, it's like, um, it's it, like we real anything you put in, in the air, like we walk right through it, walks right through our body. So then we're being the, we're, you know, we're being the conductive uh, material and agent within everything. And we don't know what that's doing to our cells or what that's doing to our body. And then I feel like 
like there's even more of an evolution to come and like something that is non-harmful is everywhere and can be used in a different way and i i don't know what it is exactly but i'm convinced it's there i'm convinced it's there too i think there's a big veil over it there's a lot of uh people trying to hide from it the discovery of it being made maybe it's like keeping a block on people but or or maybe people are just working on it and it didn't hit the masses yet so we're just not aware of it because we're not in that elite group that are actually working on that type of technology but I think that it's totally there because it, it just makes sense that it is. Wi-Fi is not going to be the answer. And then what, also, what happens when um, when there are sunstorms and there uh, or sunspots and and it causes right. electrical storms here? How is that? How is that going to be like long-term yeah, solution? Another carriage event like eighteen fifty-nine happens again, and that like that's by satellites. I mean, right. You so know. how would that, yeah, would, would this other, this newer technology that hasn't come out, yeah, would it be able to avoid or, uh, yeah, to avoid those problems or just to outside? Yeah, well, them? I feel like it's more localized. I feel like it's working with it. Like for me, it feels like it's uh, working within um, magnetism and levitation of some, uh, like, I, like that just, I, I feel like there's some kind of um, structural shape that we're that we're not yeah. tapping into and right. not tapping yes. into the magnetic forces exactly and yes maybe not as much as we should and the other thing is like we're so stuck on this same like staying like staying staying in the box idea of we need something to fuel our cars but like why are we looking at it as a fuel we should just be looking at it as a whole new technology that's yeah. not like you said maybe it's magnetized and it just works completely different than the system that we have now yeah, and maybe it's maybe the next phase of them something is like tele, like that yeah, teleportation portals. It could be um, like I don't know, like I like I definitely we both have said telepathy is like telepathy is definitely there. It's there, and I don't know how that comes online, but yeah, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know to what, and I don't know to what distance. I don't know the limitations. I don't know the system of how that right. works, but and also um, how do you not get how do you hide some information? Like you wouldn't want, I think we don't have telepathy right now because I mean, there's things- We don't have control over our own instrument. That's probably- Yes, exactly. That's very well put, exactly. Because mm -hmm. we, yeah. I mean, when I sit there and I put in my, you know, my pin at the ATM, I think, oh, I'm glad like other people don't have telepathy or some people might be able to get that information if I, because I, I feel like I'm a good sender, you know? So like, all right. So what if somebody's a good receiver? You wouldn't want that kind of information being out. So how do you, yeah, I don't think we're there yet, like to be able to, to, to know how to be, uh, how to protect ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we are yet, but yet, yet. is the key word. Yeah, Always and it's coming word. quickly. Yeah, and I don't know why it's coming and I don't know why I feel compelled to say it's coming, but I just do. Well, it's the next stage. It's, it's the next stage of communication because for me, at least we have, okay, if we've had communication, we had uh, speaking languages, we have re writing, writing right? the printing press. Now we're able to do, now we're getting into the whole emotional intelligence and reading body language and the subtleties of being able to read a person. I mean, there's people that specialize in that, like that work for governmental agencies right that specialize in like how people's nonverbal 
body, you know, body gestures, facial expressions, body gestures and all that. Mm-hmm. And they can determine a person's actions based on that or like lies and stuff. So it just seems to me like the next thing after that is telepathy. Yeah. Where else, like what other direction would it be? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, telepathy, um, and I definitely think that's going to have to do with, like, there's got to be some kind of activation about our instrumentation, and I don't know if that's some sort of, like, you know, gets more into the woo-woo of decalcifying your penal gland, and we all um, come up with the right functionality of how to do that, or we learn how to work with frequencies that, like, enhance things, or... um, I'm not 100% sure how that's going to manifest, but uh, I'll let you know if I ever if I ever uh, get any more insights on that. But it's going to come. Well, we can bring it back to the crystals. It just it's funny because when I think of crystals, like I, I I've, I've liked crystals for a while. I've, I've read crystal books. I've tried to understand like the like the, um, the the essence of what each crystal has to offer, and their magic, so to say. But then I think that there, there's actually more to it than even that. So there's this, there are these elements, but then I just feel like it's, it's just a tip of the iceberg. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, I feel like we, we do not know um, how these crystals are working. We don't know. Like, I think some people and that's another thing it's so subjective like everybody has these these different sayings on like what the crystals do and like they're for this or they're for that like i don't even think we 100 percent know we don't understand the mineral world 100 percent. like there's something we're not tapped into about it 